The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Webmaster Radio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today at the end of 2011. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, I know it's, what, 10, 11 days from the end of the year, but many, many of you are out there, I'm sure, trying to do some last-minute holiday shopping and um, had some tidbits uh, for you, a little little bit of uh, tips, if you will, on how to capture mom dollars this holiday season, even at this very, very late date. Uh, this information comes from uh, one of... The, the biggest marketing to women experts out there, uh, Maria Balaber. And she is saying that you need to make it easy for mom to spend her money with you. Um, you know, we don't need to be digging for those coupons. We don't need to be digging uh, uh, for, you know, two for ones, that type of thing. We need to make it really, really easy for her. So whether she's online or on TV or in store, Making those deals um, kind of omnipresent um, and up in front of her face, if you will, would be helpful. You also need to make sure that your product is present visually. And that means video, online photos, really, really helpful. This allows mom, according to Maria, to to share these marketing elements, forward to friends, ask their opinions. We all know that recommendation is a big indicator, a big motivator to purchase. Uh, We also know that YouTube is the second largest online search engine. So if you've got those videos out there on YouTube, really helpful in driving awareness and hopefully trial of that product. Again, uh, we talked about coupon codes. We know coupons can motivate mom to purchase. Make sure those coupons are really, really easy for her to capture. Um, Also, there's lots of bulletin boards out there where people are posting up their favorite products, their favorite topics. Uh, You may have heard of Pinterest. It's exactly that. It's kind of a combination of Twitter and bulletin board. Check it out. Um, You can actually have a page yourself and start posting up your favorite things for the holidays. Um, You know, moms can see through deals. Um, You know, myself, I was caught in this just the other week where there was a retailer, I won't name them, um, who were claiming 50% off with another 10% uh, with using your store card. Um, I bit because I needed to buy something for my daughter for the holiday. 
And come to find out, they had marked it up only to mark it down. So you got to be careful with mom. I will tell you right now that I am not a big fan of that retailer right now. And uh, um, yes, I probably should name them, but I don't want to get sued. So we won't talk about that today, but keep that in mind. Be honest with mom. And, you know, thank them. If they're a good customer, if they advocate for your brand, According to Maria, you want them to um, keep coming back, right? So you want to do something special for them. So maybe give them an additional discount or something um, that will motivate them to even be more passionate about your brand. Well, Prada professionals are out there shopping for their families this holiday season. She's the focus of her purse profile. This is a woman juggling a career and family, so she's super busy. She's trying to squeeze in, probably doing a lot of that last-minute holiday shopping. Median age of 36, college grad, employed full-time, as I said, 60% of them are parents, and they have a high household income of more than 150000 They keep their eye to the latest fashions, really focused on their looks, um, their relationships, and their style. They are looking for practical purchases. Uh, even though they do shop for expensive things, they are looking for the best prices. And they use the Internet to help them plan for those shopping trips when they actually have to go in store. Because they work so much, um, you know, they really do crave that time with their family when they have it. And their home is very important to them. Um, they're shopping Calvin Klein, Armani. They're at retailers like Neiman Marcus and Nordstrom. They're driving BMWs, Audis. Uh, if you're a marketer, you can connect with her on with magazines like Real Simple, Harper's Bazaar, In Style, uh, Martha Stewart Living. She's watching E Food Network, TLC, um, and. Um, Basically, she's out there talking to her friends to get referrals, so keep that in mind. So my guest today certainly knows a lot about Prada professionals and those women and men looking for luxury items. Milton Pedraza is CEO of the Luxury Institute. The Luxury Institute is an impartial, independent, and objective ratings and research organization that sees itself as the global voice of the high net worth consumer. They do a lot of work uh, researching, talking to high net worth um, individuals, doing independent analysis, um, and really bringing those insights to the marketplace. We're going to be talking to Milton about the holiday season and luxury's performance in 2011 and his outlook on luxury for 2012. More when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. 
Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. As you know, being an expert at f- What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f***. Performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Happy holidays, everyone, from the Life Tips Show here. Hope you tune into our show this coming year. Remember, chips do not make good pets. Stay away from yellow snow, and an escalator can never break. It can only become a set of stairs. Happy holidays, everyone. From all of us to all of you, WebmasterRadio.fm, wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to First Strings. Joining me today is Milton Pedraza, CEO of the Luxury Institute. The Institute is an impartial independent and objective ratings and research organization that is the global voice of the high net worth consumer. Welcome back to the program, Milton. Thank you. Thrilled to have you back. It's really timely to have you back here on the show. But before we jump into all things luxury, for those listeners today unfamiliar with the Luxury Institute, share a little bit about your organization. Well, we conduct a lot of quantitative research with uh, affluent and wealthy consumers around the world, and we ask them questions like, uh, what are your spending habits? Uh, What are your values? Um, How do you see the future in terms of luxury consumption? So we try to ask consumers a very broad uh, set of questions, and in many cases deep questions on certain subjects by category, um, about their behaviors, attitudes on the luxury industry. Well, and I know 2011 has been a particularly challenging year for luxury, hasn't it? Well, yes, in certain parts of the world. I mean, overall, luxury brands that are global are doing tremendously well. I mean, they're up in 20% range uh, versus last year in terms of sales because of greater China, which includes China, Taiwan, Macau, uh, because of the other markets like Brazil uh, doing well. Uh, Europe has been held up a lot by tourism. So in many stores in, uh, of luxury brands in uh, London and Paris, 40% of the volume is coming from Chinese tourists. So that's big. And in the U.S., we've been recovering at least, I would say, the top 20% of households in the United States ha- that account for about 80% of the sales of any luxury brand have been doing extremely well. Unfortunately, the other 80% have not been doing well. But, so therefore, luxury has done very well in terms of recovering in 2010 and even more so in 2011. So challenging for the smaller boutique brands that only have one store in certain parts of the nation. But for the global brands, it's been a pretty good year despite the uh, recession in the United States. 
Oh, that's really great news. And I'm curious, of those brands that have done well globally, which ones are really kind of popping out? Which brands are we talking about? It's the brands that have the heritage, like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Hermes, Bottega Veneta, Chanel, Burberry, those mega brands that have been around for decades, if not a couple of hundred years in some cases, those brands that have the heritage and the pedigree and have it for a reason, by the way, because they have the best design, the best quality, the best craftsmanship, and usually the best service, those brands have done phenomenally well. In terms of American brands, you can point to the um, Tiffany of the world. Um, there's only one Tiffany. The, um, the Coach has done extremely well. Coach is more of a, an accessible luxury brand. But those brands are doing extremely well. In cosmetics, it's Laura Mercier, which has a footprint very much like Coach, which is very high quality, great product offering, but also an affordable price. It's more of a premium price rather than luxury. And mm-hmm. those brands have been doing tremendously well. Well, we know fourth quarter is all important for any retailer, and I would imagine for the luxury uh, retailer, uh, also in an, an incredibly important quarter. Uh, and holiday season, it's, it is the season to give luxury, right? Do, do you anticipate that luxury goods, though, especially those global brands you were just mentioning, will see a good uptick in the Q4? Yes, and what's interesting is that this year, those brands don't have a lot of excess inventory, so they can charge full price. You know, in previous years, for example, in 2008, Saks had a, a sale that was up to 70 or 80% off. That was a massive amount of inventory that needed to be flushed out, and it re- really was done as a necessity because they were full of inventory. This year, Saks Fifth Avenue and many other luxury retailers that carry those brands like Vuitton and Gucci Bottega Veneta, they don't have as much inventory anywhere near. So they're able to get full price, and people are willing to pay full price because I would say that in the last two years, affluent and wealthy consumers have also matured in the way they buy luxury. They don't buy blingy stuff. They tend to buy the classics. Mm -hmm. And those classics that have lasting value, we would say they have investment value because they can last you 10 years. They don't go out of style. It's something you can hand down to your daughter because it'll hold its quality um, and craftsmanship. So um, it's a different year in terms of the maturity of luxury brands offering better and truly high-quality product before they had blingy stuff. And then consumers really demanding the, the uh, classics and product that lasts a long time. And so there's a nice marriage of those two concepts this year. And consumers are willing to pay full price and maybe even buy less products but better products. And luxury providers are providing just that. Yeah, luxury really is an investment, it sounds like. Now it is. You know, in Mm -hmm. 2007, when we had a bubble in luxury, there was a lot of junk that pretended to be luxury and a lot of consumers who unfortunately couldn't afford it and bought it on on credit. Now it's a much more stable market, uh, as I described before. So, Mm -hmm. yes, luxury is becoming much more of an investment value product and service Mm -hmm. than before. And speaking of service, um, you, you know, I know you've said before that luxury products are never a problem. There's always going to be a wide range of luxury products out there. As you said, there was the blingy stuff in 2007, and now it's just really great quality luxury investment type of products. Yes. But I know that the Luxury Institute recently did a study where you're seeing kind of some flaws in the service, the experience, if you will. Talk a little bit about that. 
Yes, and it has several components. So component number one is I usually get a pretty good, if not exceptional, at least pretty good in-store experience. And I get a pretty good online experience. I'm not saying it's extraordinary for most brands, but it's pretty good. Now, when I have a repair, a refund, or an exchange to make, that gets a little dicier. Luxury brands are not as good at having return policies, repair policies, exchange policies. Uh, They're a little bit arrogant about that, and so that's an opportunity to improve. And by the way, those top-tier luxury brands that I mentioned are working on just that. Mm. You know, it's one thing to have a product that lasts forever. It's another to be willing to stand by it. And I would say, for example, Louis Vuitton and Gucci, they have very generous return policies, and other brands are also catching up to, to make sure that they're not arrogant with consumers when they come in with a problem, right? So that's a big opportunity, but they're getting better. The third part is the part that really is the huge opportunity, and that is that we may not think of it that way, but luxury brands lose people who buy only one product because they're not good at relationship building. And you would imagine that luxury brands are really good at, at relationship building. That is, the salesperson establishes a level of expertise and trustworthiness and likability with a client, and they can call them back or send them an email. They earn the right to create a relationship. Well, that's not the case in the luxury industry, even for some of the top-tier brands. With the billionaires and the celebrities, they do a very good job of creating relationships. With the mere multimillionaires and the people who have high income but not a lot of assets, the affluence, they can do a much better job of creating a long-term relationship that's based on trust, that's based on the fact that they provide expert advice, and they serve the best interest of the customer. So there is a huge opportunity to provide a service level after the first sale, and luxury brands need to catch up uh, to many other companies. Now, some of them do a great job, like Coach is famous for that. Rich Carlton is famous for that. Apple by the way, has very good products, but they're not good long-term relationship builders, and they need to become that. So I get a great in-store experience. I don't have to stand in line. I get checked out through a mobile device. They're really great on exchanges. But if I bought three iPads, they very often don't know that, and they don't cultivate selling me the fourth one. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of opportunity in relationship building and luxury. Do you feel like as a result of, of especially those last two things, dealing with problems not very well and the relationship building, kind of the lack thereof, do you feel like luxury brands are having a harder time on hanging on to those customers? Do Let's say a customer goes in, they don't have a really great experience. Do they jump to another luxury brand? Is that enough to make them jump? Or are they willing to hang in there and give them another try? Well, if it's a product like Hermes, which is so highly regarded, I think consumers are more forgiving because these are iconic products. You know, a a Bottega Veneta handbag is iconic. And by the way, those brands tend to have very good service in the store. The returns are a little tougher. But again, as you said, it's the relationship building. So the answer is yes, the luxury brands have, unfortunately, just like the mass marketers, people who buy one transaction – buy one product, and then don't come back in the next 12 months. So they have as challenging or, let's say in a nice way, as big an opportunity to retain customers as mass brands do. You know, mass brands get get people to come back because of price, right? Right. But luxury brands have a much tougher time, paradoxically, because their products are more expensive. They are not necessities. These are things that I really 
reward myself with or I treat myself special with or I buy as a gift. So they need to be, I would say, much more of a relationship-building uh, company and brand than the typical mass marketing brand because they don't sell on discount and they don't sell food and necessary items. They sell really special products that are not necessities, they're desires. So paradoxically, they need to try harder to retain a relationship than the mass marketers. Yeah, the specialness isn't enough to keep people coming back over and over again. You mentioned a, a few brands that you feel like do it very, very well. Uh, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, uh, you even said more attainable like Coach Ritz-Carlton. What is it that they're doing specifically in the relationship building that you think is the key to their success? So number one, they hire customer-centric people. They don't just hire on skill or they don't hire the next person that walks in the door because they need to fill a job. They hire on personality, on personal values. And they really scrutinize and they have, whether it's personality testing, which is less popular, or a very extensive interview process where they really test for people to see what their values are and whether those people like to serve others and whether they're customer-centric, whether they can be patient, etc. So that's number one. You hire customer-centric people. Skills are secondary because you can teach skills, but you can't really teach personality uh, unless you take a long, long time to invest in a person, and that's really not very viable. Um, so you need to hire people who are customer-centric, who are, as we say, can become experts in the product, can earn trust, and are likable. So that's number one. And then after that, it's really an education process to make sure that people live those values daily. How do, how do you compensate? Very often we see that if you sell on commission – People actually sell less, and they treat customers and their peers far worse than if you give a steady competitive salary, maybe have a team commission for the store. And so the ways that you compensate can either uh, encourage or discourage good behavior. The other thing is that you celebrate people, that you celebrate the people who live the values. Another thing they do is to measure by salesperson. Are they good at collecting data because they earn trust? Are they good at retaining customers? Do they follow up and call the customers, maybe send an email? But not only send those communications, but are they relevant communications? So there's lots of ways that the same way we build personal relationships, people, salespeople, sales professionals can really learn to cultivate relationships with the same things that we want, trust, expertise, likability. We want to know that people don't just want to sell us widgets. We want to know that they sell us something that really we, we, that, that fits us, that we want, that will serve us long-term, and that makes sense for us given who we are, whether it's body shape, whether it's personality, whether it's uh, taste and colors. People can pick up on that, and then they can really send us customized, personalized offers as opposed to just trying to sell us what uh, the company wants to push today because it's on sale. Mm-hmm. It really is about creating that relationship one-on-one and not just the brand. Yes, it's the brand's important, but it's the conduit, the brand ambassador, if you will, as you said, that, that salesperson that can really sell the experience yes. of the brand as well, I would imagine. Yes, we like to say that you need to outperform your competition on product, but you need to dramatically outbehave them on the humanity with which you present your product, and you present yourself as a human being. Because really, it is about that. It's emotional. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, especially, as you said be before, when you're not a, purchasing something that's critical. I have a haircutter, a barber, who people stand in line because, yes, he can cut hair, but he's such a great human being that people will wait in line 
to have their hair cut by this young man. Yep. Can make or break your business, make or break your brand. Milton, we're going to take a quick break, speaking of breaks, and we come back looking at your outlook for 2012. Let's hear from Milton on that when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2012 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2012. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today in in 500 yards. CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. Hi, this is Ross Dunn and, and this is John Carcutt from SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. From our families to yours, we want to wish you a safe and enjoyable holiday season. Have a happy holidays, everybody. Get the good gifts this year. From all of us to all of you, webmasterradio.fm. Wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. I've been chatting with Milton Pedraza, CEO of the Luxury Institute. We've been talking a lot about luxury brands, how they've been performing in 2011, uh, really what, what brands are doing well and why, and relationship building being key, I think, to those brands' success, those global brands' successes. Uh, Milton, earlier in the program, you talked a little bit about how luxury goods this year have not had to discount um, for a variety of reasons. But I am curious, especially since the holiday is the kind of the holiday season is the season of discounting, even though luxury brands haven't had to discount, do you feel like that high net worth consumers are still interested in finding a good deal? No question. 95% of the people worth $5 million or more are self-made. 
That means they were middle class or low income when they started. So everyone is looking for a good deal. And, and by the way, it doesn't mean that luxury brands won't discount. They won't discount as heavily, so not 70%, 30%, and they won't discount on the items that they think are going to sell because they're so desirable. But they will entice with gloves being on sale and scarves being on sale and accessories uh, in order to get you in the store and uh, hopefully sell you that uh, suit or that coat or that, uh, you know, higher-priced item, that piece of jewelry to watch. So, mm-hmm. yes, everyone needs to entice uh, consumers, and consumers are all looking, even, I would say, Warren Buffett's looking for a deal. So uh, <laughs> human nature doesn't change. We all want a good deal, and nobody wants to overpay. Well, and I know the Luxury Institute kind of keeps your pulse on the high net worth consumer, and I'm curious, how do you expect the high net worth consumer to react and act in 2012? What are you keeping your eye on? Well, number one, it does depend by category, as you and I were discussing offline. So uh, the, uh, let's call it mobile devices, the electronic uh, products, they are going to sell. The iPads, the iPhones are going to go. Uh, the the Android phones because people because people live in those and they experience those whether they're on the train or traveling or just sitting around and they love to put them uh, in the Christmas uh, under the Christmas tree for their kids as well the kids versions of those so electronics are doing fabulously well and people are willing to pay full price travel is something that people will want to do and then it's a hierarchy you know handbags and ready to wear are always necessary because you need to wear that. Now, do you need a luxury version of that? Not necessarily, but people like to be seen and be perceived in a certain way. So they will always tend to look nice, especially if they have a career or for the opposite sex. So they'll always spend on that. Jewelry is a little softer, but has held up nicely. You know, in previous years, jewelry uh, fell off the cliff. Watches nearly fell off the cliff. You don't need a watch anymore to tell time. You can get it in any electronic device. So it depends by category. All of them have done well in 2011. When I looked at 2012, if there's going to be softness, either because of Europe or because China's going to have a little, let's say, harder landing because its growth is, is not slowing down dramatically but leveling off a little bit from its super califragilistic levels, uh, mm-hmm. then we'll see some softness. If the stock market declines, that always is a uh, predictor of volume. So if there's any dislocation in the world that affects our stock market, then we'll see some softness. I still think we'll see single-digit growth as opposed to double-digit growth we've seen this year. And again, it'll differ by category. The categories where people sort of tend to need to buy those then will be stronger. People don't want to give up their electronics. They don't want to give up their traveling. They need certain things like handbags and accessories and ready-to-wear. Those will hold up more nicely. The things that are less of a necessity, like jewelry and watches will have a little softer, um, you know, volume. But even there, I think that we won't see negative, we, don't, we won't see any precipitous declines. I think that top 20% of affluent and, and wealthy consumers will still do well because they, they're in jobs that demand high skills. They're in media, they're in Silicon Alley, Silicon Valley, uh, even financial services. They're in corporations that are global. It will hold them up and they will continue to, to keep the luxury industry growing, albeit probably not in double-digit rates, but in high single-digit rates at worst case. Mm-hmm. If, we, if nothing bad happens and we continue to recover in the U.S., then I do expect to see those double-digit rates of growth across most luxury categories next year. 
Yeah, fingers crossed on that because I do think luxury is an indicator for the rest of us, right? So if luxury is is doing well, then mid tier to low tier should follow. So let's let's hope you're right, Milton. Thanks so much for being on the program today. Thank you. Thrilled to have you. And we'll learn more about the Luxury Institute by checking out Milton's site at luxuryinstitute.com. And thank you to my producer, George, for another great show. Join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. <laughs>